The MTG Podcast is a virtual space for women and men in the tech and creative industries. Tune in as we put it all on the table, sharing authentic life truths as we sustain and empower each other in search of our tribe. We're more than a designer. We're more than our name badge. We're more than the work we produce. Welcome to the More Than Graphics Podcast. We're We're that that tribe. All right, everybody. Welcome to the More Than Graphics Podcast. I am Danielle. And I'm Cicely. And we have such an amazing new format that we're super excited about um, and kind of creating this live podcasting feel. This is a whole new season, a whole new year. Thank God. Get out of your 2020. We're done. Um, <laughs> deuces. Um, we are completely <laughs> done with you 2020. And we are onward to 2021. I am so excited um, about the new year. Cicely, what's new in your world? Uh, um, like you said, I'm just like everyone else, just kind of riding the wave that had been 2020. I am so looking forward to the new year and um, I'm going to be back in school again. Ha ha. Um, so that's <laughs> pretty much the only new thing for me, which is really not new because that's like, that's a running joke around here. I'm always in school, taking a class or something. I'm always doing something, but um, this is going to be the next nursing degree. So I'm really excited about it. I'm just, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> yes. I'm so for this. Um, I am very similar to that kind of path. Instead of me being a student, I am being a teacher. I'm doing a lot of extra teaching this time of the year. So I have a whole new set of winter essentials that I'm teaching online um, for virtual classes, um, picking up a new skill. Maybe you need to brush up on some marketing things or maybe teaching you some ways that you could use a uh, programs like Canva to create better graphics for whatever purpose that you need it for. Um, That's what it's really all about. So this month's uh, this month topic is a pretty important one. Um, when we talk about getting rid of things from 2020, eliminate is our <laughs> theme of choice for January. And it's perfectly timed that I just happen to have the person, I mean, the person for eliminate, um, literally, because her business name is literally eliminate. <laughs> Um, So I'm really excited to bring on um, Emily Evans of um, Eliminate eliminate Your Clutter. Like, I think that's the most cool and awesome tag phrase you can possibly think of um, to put with a business in regards to professional organizing. Who doesn't need this? I mean, seriously. So here's a little tidbit about Emily Evans. She is the owner of Eliminate, the professional um, organizing-based company in Lexington. She services clients eager for structure and sanctuary in their homes. Her offerings include home and office organization, decluttering, unpacking, downsizing, and staging. Emily has been a self-aware neat freak since she was a child. I wish I had that trait. (laughs) She loves helping folks purge unneeded items and organize kept items in a functional and sustainable way. Emily holds a bachelor's degree in sociology and anthropology from Transylvania University and a master's of business administration from Midway University. She enjoys traveling, live music, and volunteering with local animal rescues. And welcome to the show. Thank y'all so much. Hi, Danielle. Hi, Cecilia. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. What a crazy, perfect theme. (laughs) Yes. So fitting. (laughs) 
it is so necessary. I mean, like, it, it's just not the best. What can we possibly eliminate in this season right now? Um, so uh, this is totally timely and worthy. And I feel like tons of our listeners will appreciate um, having this discussion right now. <laughs> So um, just to kind of kick off everything, um, we kind of do a little bit more like retrospective or perspection period. So how did you go from where you are now um, from the very beginning? So my question, what did you want to be as a kid? And then how did that influence um, where you are today? So as Cicely said, I've been a self-aware neat freak since I was a very small baby. And my mom and I, I definitely got the trait from her. We bonded over watching like TLC and HGTV shows about home makeovers and always the ones that included organizing and purging before they redid the house, you know. So there was one in particular called Clean Sweep that was all about getting organized and they would even have a yard sale and make money off of the things they were getting rid of. And we loved that show show. And that was the first time we heard the term professional organizer used. And then since then, of course, there's the show Hoarders, and that those are, of course, very severe cases. Um, But professional organizers are coming more and more into the mainstream, you know, and we've got Marie Kondo and the Home Edit also. Um, So I'm glad. Yeah, (laughs) love them. But at the time, yeah, when I was little, it wasn't very well known. So when I did hear it, I thought, oh, well, that's a possibility for a future career. Mm -hmm. So it really has always been in the back of my mind. And I guess like any dream, you know, you you kind of put it on the back burner, you make excuses and it's hard to start something on your own. So I, uh, I kind of forgot about it for a while, but would occasionally do it for friends as I got older um, and had some other careers, uh, of course, uh, in the nonprofit sector and at a local university. And then I felt like it was time. I kind of resurfaced in my head and I just started it. It's been successful and I'm just very, very happy. Yay. Oh my gosh. So I totally relate to this on so many levels because I was that TLC girl who loved watching all the pretty things come together. And I'm taking like mental notes and doing all the things. Um, needless to say, that is definitely not a profession <laughs> for me. But I absolutely love the idea of being, you know, organized and together, having a place, having a mental like function for myself. Um, that was really important for me walking into my small house now. Um, how does it function? How does it flow? So that it doesn't feel like when it's tight, it doesn't like, you know, stress you out or put extra pressure on you. Um, that is so cool that you did like literally went from watching the TV to like being on TV because you're like <laughs> nationally acclaimed right now. Um, you know, I did a little research on the website there and USA Today and being being up there with Marie Kondo. I mean, that's crazy awesome. Um, yeah, just super cool. <laughs> yeah, the USA Today article was, it, it's one of the highlights of, you know, publicity I've gotten so far. That was very exciting. And they interviewed Marie Kondo in the same article and I was thrilled. Thrilled to be yes. a part of it. Claim that girl. Claim all of it. <laughs> I love it. So, um, like how Daniel asked about what you wanted to be as a kid, and that literally this is kind of like where your origins began. Like the whole the seed was planted back then, and then like I think we can all relate as entrepreneurs, as people in business, people who you know have climbed the career ladder. That when you finally get like that accolade or like that write up, or you're kind of 
rubbing elbows, even if virtually, or, you know, even if just in print, you're rubbing elbows with like people you looked up to or people who are, you know, the gurus and the masters in their, in their craft, which is now yours as well. Like that's your confirmation. Like mm-hmm. kids keep dreaming because clearly this is something that can come true. So I think that is an awesome testimony to literally just, this is what I wanted to be as a kid. And well, you know, here I am. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Oh, thank you. I'm just so grateful. I, I, you know, feel like I did my time in some difficult career moves, you know, Mm -hmm. and of course, I was very fortunate then as well. Um, But to have seen, you know, the nine to five life, and now be able to have a more flexible schedule. Mm -hmm. And to fully answer your question, one um, career that I thought of as a child that I wanted to be was a veterinarian. I've always loved animals. And now having my own business, I have the flexibility to devote time to my animal rescue passions. And I helped start a rescue this year and just love having that flexibility so I can do multiple things that bring me joy. I love all the cat pictures. I just, I, I can't even bring the cats near me because my kids are allergic to everything but air. But oh, bless their hearts. Cat pictures. They're so cute. I just want to cuddle them. Yes. <laughs> I know. It's such a difficult volunteer job having adorable kittens around your house all the time, right? <laughs> <laughs> Those are great photo ops. <laughs> Um, okay. See how people walk around and clutter free living room. Yes. I organized the kittens too, you know. I love it. Um, But I did want to ask you about just um, a little bit more about work in in your life. Um, When a lot of people hear eliminate, they think of usually it's a negative connotation. Like eliminate is not like always a positive word. So in your life um, and in your work as well, how is eliminating something a something positive? It is all positive for me because when you eliminate things that are no longer serving you, both physical items and things that are taking up mental space, anything with bad juju, you just have to let it go and make room for the things that really are important. As cheesy as that sounds, um, you know, it's about just improving your life overall and in a more, uh, you know, related to my business. I like to guide people in the process of the purge and the the eliminating the things before we start the actual organizing, because you have to get rid of the stuff that you don't need anymore to make room for the items that spark joy for you, as Marie Kondo would say, um, and figure out exactly what you have and kind of take that mental inventory so that you know how much space you have and how much space you're willing to give the things in your home. Um, and then having that final product and that beautiful picture of everything's categorized and organized in whatever way looks beautiful and is functional for you, that first step, you know, was eliminating everything, the, the things that you don't need. And, uh, and then you can really see everything you have and use it and enjoy it. And other things aren't taking up space, either physically or mentally. <laughs> That was awesome. Like, so basically, you're saying it's therapeutic. <laughs> it is absolutely therapeutic. Like, you know, I would never say that organizing could take the place of therapy by any means, but it is certainly complementary. And the mental anxiety and anguish we have from being surrounded by cluttered spaces, uh, yeah, it does you no good. It, it's just such a great feeling to to really understand what you have and enjoy what you have. 
That's awesome. Like I literally could not have put it into better words myself. I think that's just beautiful how um, just like the physical act sometimes. And I know like we can relate on maybe a smaller scale because I am not the queen of organization, but um, like on a smaller <laughs> scale, I can say that I feel I have a little more, like that's something that we can control in our lives. Like I can control my planner and like color coding that I can control you know, putting laundry away in designated baskets. Can't control the world, can't control coronavirus, and <laughs> can't control any of these things. But it's a really, that's like one of the one things that we can control. Like, you know, I can color code this, I can put this in order, and I can have some, you know, sort of order and zen in my life in that way. So I think that's an awesome point that you brought up. Absolutely. Like the the things that we couldn't control from this year and just things in life in general, coming home to a clean, organized space makes all the difference and being able to really enjoy and relax in your space and escape from the outside world. Such a good feeling. Yes. I can totally <laughs> attest to that. Um, living again in, the, in a smaller home with multiple people, it is very, um, it can be quite stressful if things are out everywhere in all the places. So I do a lot of like little mini things to kind of keep myself um, in check and keep my kids in check. <laughs> so don't wear our gasket simply because, you know, a shirt is left out inappropriately or a toy we stepped on or something along those lines. Um, so every little bit helps <laughs> when it comes to organization in our house. Um, but um, in, in light of that, what are some basic tips that you can share with us to kind of help the average businesswoman, maybe mom, maybe just single person in their home, eliminate clutter? Mm -hmm. The biggest thing is don't make your life more complicated than it has to be. So when you are on Instagram and you're getting inspiration from the home edit and all these, you know, picture perfect uh, after photos, it doesn't have to look like that. Don't put pressure on yourself to have all the matching bins and labels. Just establish a system that works for you. And the biggest thing, if you found yourself in a situation where like things are really piled up and you are feeling overwhelmed, that's normal. Feeling overwhelmed is normal. There's nothing wrong with you, especially if you might have trouble focusing or maybe have um, ADHD, some kind of, you know, um, attention deficit disorder. Mm -hmm. That's okay to feel overwhelmed and to take it at your pace. I never want to put pressure on my clients that they have to do it my way. I'm there <laughs> to like, I, you know, I've worked with an people so far, like 200 something folks that our brains all work wow. differently. So it's really about like finding what works for you and setting up a system. So the after photos that you might see on Instagram or Pinterest, that's great if you have the energy and the budget, because a lot of those things can be expensive. Go right. for it. Mm -hmm. If not, though, don't let it hold you back of just using what you already have. That's what I really like to do. Like, let's reuse, repurpose what is already in your home or the Dollar Tree or, you know, some inexpensive little bins that you could use to categorize and, and contain things also. Um, yeah, it doesn't have to be more complicated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just just to get that final that final image or more importantly that final feeling of having eliminated the stress the clutter and 
have a system set up for yourself. Yes, I love this. And it, it's not like a super nanny moment. Again, like you said, like it's your way or the highway. <laughs> it's not a, a love it or list it situation. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't have to be completely extreme. And Marie Kondo on her show and in her book, if you've watched it, she likes to tackle one room at a time. And I like that. And I respect that. And that's how I would do it too. But when you pile up every single piece of clothing you own on your bed, like she she suggests, well, then a lot of folks will just get completely overwhelmed and just yes. shut the door and not go in again for weeks. <laughs> yes. yes. I feel like yeah. that would be close to me. Um, <laughs> I feel like if I put all my, all my belongings in one spot, I will just be overwhelmed and not want to deal with that. I'll close the door and I'll come back to that next weekend or the next weekend <laughs> or the weekend after that. <laughs> exactly. Like, figure out what works best for you. You have to. And that's so important. Like, um, I think what you just mentioned as well is like, you're kind of, you're not there to tell people what to do. You're just kind of like a guide, like you're just assisting, you're helping. And I think that's one of the things too. Like I know you mentioned, you know, hoarders on the extreme side, but on the less extreme side, like kind of the everyday clutter situation, we all have like attachments to things like, well, I don't want to get rid of that, you know, quilt from grandma or this card that I have from third grade for my best friend. <laughs> like we all have attachments <laughs> to things. And I really love that you give people the space that they need to either kind of stay attached or, you know, move at their own pace. I think that's so important when working with people with different personalities, with people who process things differently, you have to let us move at our own pace. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And to tack on to your point about how difficult it is to get rid of things. You know, another tip I have is barriers to purging that's, oh, I spent too much money on it. I, I can't justify getting rid of it because mm -hmm. I invested in it or it's very special to me. My grandmother gave it to me. You know, it's a sentimental attachment. Um, and then mm -hmm. just general feeling of being wasteful. But the truth is, if it's something that you spend a lot of money on or you're feeling wasteful, even if you didn't, the wasteful part of that process was bringing it into your home in the first place or buying it in the first place when you didn't really need it. So that's why it's so important to think about when you're shopping, how, you know, where am I going to put this in my home and how am I going to use it? And is it going to still be as exciting in a few weeks? <laughs> and as far as the sentimental part of that, of course, don't get rid of something that you have a fond memory of, you know, with a, a cherished family member, but is it doing any good in the ba basement or attic gathering dust? Right. You know, bring those things out, display them, frame them, enjoy mm. them and, and cherish those memories. I just hate seeing things get damaged um, and just take up space when they're not being enjoyed. Oh man, that is such good advice. I, I mean, I, just to throw things out there for myself, I can't tell you how many times my uh, oldest son likes to kind of hold on. He's one of those things that, oh, my grandma gave that to me when I was in second grade. I'm still holding on to it. It's a card from his birthday in second grade. Uh, it doesn't have anything of purpose for him. He just holds on to it because it's sentimental, and I get that. Um, we've gotten in a little bit of a habit of taking a picture with it, and then we hold on to the picture. Um, oh. So to, you know, yes, this was important to me, and I'm taking a photo to document that it was important, and then I'm giving it away or tossing it away. Um, so I'm holding on to the memory, but I'm getting rid of the stuff. That is so, so great. And that I've is, given that tip before. Yeah, that's great. That's something that I am so like, I'm, I'm kind of big about with the kids is like, hey, 
great that you love it so much, but it's it's torn. It doesn't have so much of a purpose. We gotta do something about it. So <laughs> um, that's kind of a, tr- a tip or trick that I do with my kids, um, specifically when when we start talking about clutter and having too much stuff. That's great advice. And to get them into that habit from a young age also is so important. Oh, yes, absolutely. When we watched the um, original Marie Kondo uh, show on Netflix, of course, my kids watch this with me. And they're just like, we have to, we, we never folded towels the same way ever again. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love her folding techniques. Yeah. Yes. Everything I owned. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime I go into a client's house, you've got to get that vertical fold in the drawer. Yeah. So all oh, the t-shirts, man. all the yoga pants. The jeans, even like I want to see that vertical fold so you can see everything you own in the drawer. <laughs> yes, you got it. That's it. <laughs> the kids know. <laughs> I love it. I'll keep this conversation going. I could be talking declutter and organization all day. All day. Mm-hmm. Me all too. Day, day. <laughs> well, I was gonna say some of us are, are making a living from it and living their best lives. So. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us are, yes. And some of us are very happy. <laughs> um, since we've been talking about kind of eliminating, getting rid of things, what is something that you've gained either personally or in your business through the process of elimination? Uh, for, for me personally, you think? Um, yeah. That sense of joy and peace that comes from sanctuary, from not having anything in your space that is not useful or beautiful to look at also. Um, Anything that might, you know, you might be hanging on to because it has information on it that, oh, maybe I'll use that one day. Maybe that'll come up later. But, you know, first of all, the whole one day I'm going to do this project, or one day I'm going to need this is a trap. Don't go there. <laughs> Just get rid of it. <laughs> or, you know, like Danielle said, take a picture of it before you throw it away. Very good yes. advice for multiple things. I have certainly... Uh, sometimes I will challenge myself to get rid of some things when I am already obviously a very organized person and it'll be a fun, Emily, you can get rid of five things right now from your dresser. And how <laughs> good are you going to feel after you do that? So for me, I do get kind of a natural high from getting rid of things. <laughs> and it's a lot of fun. It's a challenge for me. But, and, and like, I want to share that with my clients as well. I want them to be able to kind of change their mindset about, um, you know, and hopefully get that natural high also. And I have heard from many people that they do like, oh, I've never slept better. Um, I've never felt so good coming home to this organized space. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. That's the best part is the uh, the mental space that gets freed up and the stress that evaporates when you eliminate what you don't need and when you have an, an organized system. So I I have that for myself as well. Um, I, I definitely recognize that and I don't I don't um, take for granted that that feeling and that I've been, I think, blessed to have had that since I was young. And I want yes. to share that with other people. That's awesome. 
yes, that is bliss right there. I mean, that is definitely a gift and well said because most people don't have that bone in their body. And when they're placed to either deal with both emotional um, mess and clutter and baggage on top of physical baggage, it creates an entire mess um, a, across a lot of different platforms and areas of life. So the fact that you have this gift and you've been given this gift from the very beginning um, really speaks to, I know, a lot of us as creatives and women in tech in areas where we we definitely have to start eliminating some things. Uh, we can't keep doing all things. And hopefully walking into 2021, leaving 2020 behind us, we learned that we can't carry all the things. Um, and it's, impo- it's impractical and uh, almost foolish even to consider um, carrying all the things into 2021, leaving things behind, eliminating the things that, again, have no real value um and moving forth yes. with with creating space for new things so i guess amen my, 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 thank you <laughs> um so i guess my question for you is you know what advice do you give to someone who needs organization but they're not sure where to start <laughs> It's completely normal to have that feeling of being overwhelmed, to not know where to start. I suggest when you are feeling that way, um, for the folks who are feeling overwhelmed specifically for you, choose a room or a space that you use often so that you're going to be able to see the progress that you're making um, yes. on a daily basis. And it doesn't have to be the entire room at once. Um, like Marie Kondo wants you to knock out the entire room. Again, I like that if you have the time for it, but if you you know, are short on time or have that overwhelmed feeling, do just a drawer or do, you know, beyond that, do one dresser mm-hmm. and there's going to be overlap. That's why, you know, it is best practice to do everything at once because, oh, well, maybe these will be better in the closet. Maybe these will be better in my nightstand. Um, right. You know, you have that kind of domino effect when you're decluttering and organizing, but it's okay to compile some things, you know, in a box or a laundry basket and set it aside for later. The trick is you actually have to do it later. <laughs> yes. But that is a way to, to not feel overwhelmed. <laughs> um, and don't let it leave the room that it needs to end up in permanently. Oh, that's great. Yes. So you can oh. go ahead and shuffle things around um, because you're going to have the domino effect. And if the you know, the books that you're taking out of your closet, because why did they end up there? They need to be on the bookshelf in your office. You know, I see all kinds of things. Um, (laughs) You can go ahead and put them in the office, even if it's unorganized, because you know, you're going to come back to it later. But you want to get one space completely finished, you can see a final product. And then you can move on to where you've put the box for later. I love that. Oh my goodness. This makes so much sense on so many <laughs> levels. It just makes so much sense. <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> and yeah, and- that's huge, right? I mean, that's a big, big part of organization it has to be not only doing the work, but actually tracking and, and, and kind of monitoring if you if you will yourself to make mm-hmm. sure that you're not falling backward, but you're actually going the direction that you want to go in. Um, touche on that those are things areas i know for myself that i need to really work on um for many of us who are 
um, women in tech and creatives, entrepreneurs, period. We're working from home. And that means a whole new space to kind of mentally wrap around in some areas um, to get production done the way that needs to be done. Um, I'm going to be flat out honest when I say I am working a lot from my couch. I am working a lot from my couch. (laughs) Um, It is just easier to deal with all the things and um, still entertain my, my infant and still keep track of all the things, even though there's less kids around right now during the holiday season. So it's one of those situations where I'm like, okay, how do I make this work? Um, So I love the idea of not only doing the task, but also tracking and maintaining yourself and making sure that you're self-checking to make sure the clutter stays in its place. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, it definitely is project management and anyone in tech for your audience knows about project (laughs) management and you have that person who's like keeping you on task, you are that person in your own house, unfortunately. (laughs) Unless you hire a professional organizer, of course. (laughs) So if you need to write it down, if you need to like, okay, this is where I left this box of things that needs to end up here, then, you know, do it, write it down, put it Mm -hmm. on a a Google spreadsheet or whatever system you use that works for you. So you can keep track of those things and you don't lose where you were. You don't want to lose your momentum. I love this. Thank you so much, Emily. This is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. But no, thank you so much for the excellent tips. And again, like just sharing a a little bit about you and what you do. And thank you again. And both you and Danielle picked up some things that I can use at home now. Because like I said, I'm organized when it comes to like paper like I, can, I have a journal I have a planner but like when it comes to like household things I'm just like mm, I like <laughs> to think that I'm organized but I know that there's ways I can be better so I really appreciate taking a picture idea and then I'm um, like you were saying kind of starting on one room but then making sure that that box that's in the corner for three years <laughs> doesn't stay there for three years. Yes, you have to stay on top of it. You know, make an appointment for yourself, add it to your calendar, just like it's a doctor's appointment or a meeting that you can't miss. I have to take these things to Goodwill. I have to take these things to any number of great nonprofits um, in Lexington right. and Central Kentucky. You know, there's so many to donate specific items to that have a need. So it that makes the purging process easier when you know it's going to someone who can really use it absolutely yes i love that part of it and just the biggest thing i want to emphasize is that purging is the most important part of the organizing process you got to get rid of the stuff you have to eliminate the stuff that's not serving you um, (laughs) and get that out of your space and then proceed with your categorizing and organizing and then buying your bins and products if you want to. Got it. Oh my gosh, this is so good. Um, I hope anyone in listening range is seriously taking notes on ways you can eliminate clutter in your life, whether that is physically, mentally, or emotionally. There's all kinds of ways that you can eliminate some things. (laughs) Um, For our listeners who've listened in past seasons, we've changed up the questions just a little bit. There were some that I feel like are necessary for, you know, good, strong, hearty debate. But (laughs) the other ones, I feel like we wanted to freshen it up a little bit and try a couple of new things. Um, So for your first one, favorite international cuisine? Uh, I've traveled to Panama many times and I loved, (laughs) they are like Tostones 
Um, so they're like a smashed fried plantain, but I'm forgetting the word they use in Panama for them. So if anyone's Ooh. listening, I mean, I'm going to Google it after this, but they're <laughs> like Tostones awesome. and they're so good. <laughs> oh, man. that is amazing. I love Tostones. It's one of my favorite like Latin American, Central American dishes. It is one of the best things. Yes. So that's awesome. You're in good company with that one. <laughs> yes. So good. <laughs> and this is a good question for you. It's very, very timely for you. Your favorite room in your house. It is a guest room slash office that I have painted a nice like grayish midnight blue color. And I've got some of my favorite artwork and tchotchkes laying around and it's just solely my room and I love to work in there. That's awesome. I love that. Look, I need to like, if you want to like take a picture, I need to look at some color swatches. I'm always looking for the pretty blues and gray. <laughs> I would love to take a picture. I'll send it to you and you can see my bookshelf in there that's organized by color and it's a oh, rainbow. Oh my gosh, stop it. I love it. That's awesome. It's the little that's things, so- y'all. <laughs> it is. It's small things that bring joy to our hearts. <laughs> Um, coffee or tea for you, my dear? Well, I would have said tea until three weeks ago when I started drinking coffee for the first time in my adult life. (gasps) And it is a drug. Uh, (laughs) I've never been so efficient and on top of things. (laughs) And now you see what the whole world's been raving about. Now I see cold brew was was what it is because I don't like hot drinks. But Ah. now that I've discovered cold brew. That's awesome. Game changer. It's a game changer. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm happy for it. whoever introduced you to that or whoever, like, you know, let yeah. you step off the leg into cold brew. Awesome. I'm excited for you and for them. And it was actually one of my clients who was like, Can I pick you up anything from Starbucks on the way? And I'm like, Well, that's so nice. Um, something cold, I guess. I'll just choke it down, you know. And then I actually liked it. And it was all downhill from there. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, welcome. Welcome to the other half. <laughs> yes, welcome. <laughs> I love it. Um, Harry Potter or Star Wars? Mm, I, I have always loved Harry Potter since I was young. Of course, she's made some controversial comments lately. I'm trying yeah. to like separate the art from the artist. Mm-hmm. But in dating my partner for the past seven and a half years, he loves Star Wars. So this uh-huh. is a tough one. It might be Star Wars these days. I really oh, like, yeah. Um, yeah, really got into the Mandalorian and like the new films. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, that season finale. Everyone's still talking about it. Like, wow. It was very, That's very awesome. good. <laughs> I think everyone who we've um, asked this question before, it's always one or the other. So I'm really glad to see someone who's kind of like, you know, I'm riding the fence and I can see both. So that's really cool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Digital or physical books? Uh, physical books, definitely. Everything else in my life is digital, though. Awesome. But I just, you can't beat a book. You can't beat a real physical book. You cannot yes. Beat it. I love putting a bookmark in and seeing, you know, how much progress I've made and how much more I have to go in the book. Yes. I love it. Um, if you could go back in time, where would you go and whom would you see? Well, there are a lot of people I would like to, you know, give a piece of my mind from the past. <laughs> well, today, too. Um, let's see. Um, probably, like I said before, animal rescue is a big passion of mine. So maybe someone who was involved in those early days of, oh, this is becoming a problem. You know, we need to do something about 
overpopulation of cats and dogs and and uh, mm-hmm. proper care. So maybe like the founder of the ASPCA, even though I don't know their name, or someone like that who I could could uh, learn from and and see what that was like. I think that's awesome. That's a very unique one. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> I like the how specific that was. It is right on her right on her passion dar. I love oh. it. <laughs> Right. I love it. <laughs> and so this is a new question. This is like the first time this has ever been asked. Um, what is something you did in 2020 that you never thought you would other than drink coffee? <laughs> that would have been the answer. Um, well, I started a workout regimen, but I did not really keep it up. I'm still proud of myself for the two months that I was in that habit because it shows me now when I am ready to pick it up again in that same like everyday way I can and I'm able to like I have the power. Um, of course, then life got complicated. <laughs> I'm proud of myself. I think you just showed yourself that you could do it. And that's like the important part. That's like half the battle, knowing that you have like the capability, the capacity, you know, that you can do it. So you're on track. It's fine. Absolutely. And, you know, I tell my clients all the time, like, you can do it. You have the power to make these good habits. And then there's a habit that I just cannot get into. Oh, <laughs> it doesn't always feel good. I think that's like you kind of feel better when you work out, but it's it's like a it's a hassle. Like it's one of those things you have to schedule. Like when you're talking about, um, you know, I have to schedule to take these clothes to the Goodwill or to whatever organization. It's something you have to put in, or it's just like one of those things that, well, sleep or workout. Like I'm always going to choose sleep. Like let's be honest. So, <laughs> yeah, I think it's the same thing. Like, you can just easily say, well, I'll do it tomorrow or. Tomorrow, 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 and here we are, you know, 2023, and still have more <laughs> Exactly. And I will share something that I uh, learned recently about, I think it was in relation to time blocking, which is a productivity tool, you know, you can use to block out your day. Yes. And they were saying, okay, to like form a habit and use the system, think about uh, someone who, when this is applicable to, applicable to me, like, okay, I'm a vegetarian, I don't eat meat. That's who I am. That's my identity. So you can apply that to, I'm a person who works out every day. So I'm going to do that. That is who I am now. And that really has um, helped me form other good habits. <laughs> um, and and I, I like to uh, to tell that to my clients as well. But it's like, once you're ready to get into that mindset, you know, that's, that's what I'm going to need to employ when I want to get back to that. Oh my goodness. This is awesome. (laughs) Um, Emily, how can people find you, follow you, do all the things with you? (laughs) My website is eliminatewithemily.com and Facebook is slash eliminate with Emily and Instagram is at eliminate with Emily. (laughs) I like alliteration. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. we're we're the the we like the, the consistency the brand consistency i'd love to connect with anyone looking for for more advice or um for someone to come in and help them get organized perfect um emily thank you so much for today thank you for your time your energy um everything you do is just absolutely wonderful whether you're rescuing cats or you're cleaning up someone's clutter i really appreciate the value that you bring to the show and i'm so glad that we can start this year this brand new year (laughs) um with this topic thank you so much thank you so much danielle and cicely it has been a pleasure and happy new year 
Yes. Thank you. And happy new year. And just like that, the episode ends, but the convo has just begun. Thanks for listening to the MDG podcast. We want to hear from you. If you enjoyed our podcast, give it a review on your listening app of choice. Continue to follow our page and look out for bonus content releases throughout the year. This podcast is produced by Octane Design Studios. Until next time.